Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, I'm Rabbi David Rosen, and welcome to Daily Daf Differently for Daf 54 of Masachet Shabbat. For the past few days, we've been looking at the issues around the fact that animals in a Jewish household are also included in the mitzvah of Shabbat. Specifically, we've been asking what kinds of things you can put on an animal whose work during the week is to carry loads. Some items, like bits, bridles, and halters, are normal gear for those animals, and the halacha considers them to be in the same category as clothing for humans, perfectly fine to wear on Shabbat. Whatever isn't clothing, however, constitutes a burden for the animal, and it's not permitted for an animal to go out into a public domain with these things attached to its body, since the laws of Shabbat forbid carrying any burden around in a public domain. In Hebrew, this kind of carrying is called hotza'ah. The Shabbat observance of animals isn't the only issue when thinking about what items it's okay to put onto an animal that will be walking around in a public domain on Shabbat. The halakha also worries that some items, even if they don't constitute a burden for the animal, might fall off when the animal is walking around, and then a person will pick up the item and carry it home. So these items are forbidden even though the animal can wear them, since they might lead to people violating Shabbat. Today we'll look at what happens when, the two, when these two factors clash. For example, what if, someone is, what if something is not only okay for the animal, but even benefits it, like a blanket on a cold day? But at the same time, there's also a good chance that the item may fall off the animal and create a temptation for a person to pick it up and carry it. What wins out? Our concern for the animal's well-being or our concern that we're creating a risk of Shabbat violation on the part of human beings? Let's start by looking at the Mishnah on the bottom of page 52b. Following the previous Mishnah, this one continues to list items that various animals can wear on Shabbat because they serve a purpose for the animal and are not a burden. For example, female sheep can go out with a strip of cloth that ties their tail down so male sheep will not mate them. A donkey can go out with a saddle pad to keep it warm, etc. In the example we'll be taking a closer look at, the Mishnah states, Ha'izim yotzot tsurot, female goats may go out with their udders tied up. This ruling and the entire list of examples in our Mishnah are cited anonymously. We then get two named rabbis who differ with the anonymous teacher, who we'll call the Tanakama, which just means the first teacher in Aramaic. As I said, the Tanakama lists a number of items, all of which he says animals may go out in a public domain while wearing on Shabbat. At the end of the Mishnah, Rabbi Yossi says that none of the items in the list are okay for animals to wear on Shabbat. And Rabbi Yehuda, while he doesn't speak to the entire list, says about our case that tying up a goat's udders is okay if it was done to keep the udders dry, but not if it was done to save the milk. So, on the question of whether it is permitted for goats to go out on Shabbat with their udders tied up, we get three possibilities. We have the Tanakama, who says it's permitted, Rabbi Yossi, who says it's forbidden, and Rabbi Yehuda, who says it depends on why the udders were tied up. Done for one reason, it's allowed, but done for another reason, it's not allowed. The Mishnah doesn't say why the Tanakama and Rabbi Yossi differ about whether goats can go out on Shabbat with their udders tied up, but we can assume that dispute probably has to do with one of the two factors that keep coming up time and time again with regard to items that an animal wears or carries on Shabbat. As we mentioned, the first factor is that animals are included among the members of a Jewish household who observe a day of rest. It's Shabbat for them, too. So we should not be putting anything on them that constitutes a burden, something they would be carrying rather than wearing. 
So the first factor is that we don't allow anything that causes an animal to work on Shabbat. The second factor is not about an animal, but about people. Certain things are forbidden for us to put on an animal on Shabbat because if these things fall off the animal, some person who sees the item on the ground may be tempted to pick it up and carry it in a way that violates the prohibition against Hotza'ah. The position of Rabbi Yehuda helps us map these factors onto the positions of the Mishnah. Remember, Rabbi Yehuda says that a goat may go out on Shabbat with its udders tied up if tying them up was done for a certain purpose, for the purpose of drying them out, which the commentators explain means preventing milk from dripping in a way that tends to bother the goat. In other words, if tying up the udders is being done to prevent the goat from being uncomfortable, he allows it. Now let's go back and look at the other two views. The Tanakama allows the goat to go out on Shabbat with its udders tied up since the material is there in order to prevent discomfort for the animal. It's not a burden, it's a benefit. He's not worried about whether the material might fall off. Rabiosi, on the other hand, holds that a goat should not go out on Shabbat with its udders tied up because the material might fall off and that will tempt a person to pick it up and carry it home. He's not worried about the discomfort of the goat. Rabbi Yehuda reconciles these two positions. He says that as long as the udders were tied up for the goat's benefit, it's permitted for the goat to go out this way on Shabbat. The suffering of the animal trumps any concern that the material might fall off and get picked up by somebody and carried. However, if the purpose of tying up the udders is not for the sake of the animal, but instead is intended to capture any milk that, dri that drips out of the udders, then tying them up is forbidden because there's no animal suffering to trump the concern about the material slipping off. In fact, since the material is not for the goat's sake at all, but instead for the sake of the owner who wants to save the milk, the material is a burden, and placing it on a goat that will go out into a public domain on Shabbat is forbidden for that reason. The Gemara shows us that, this, this, that the dispute on this issue was still going strong several generations after the publication of the Mishnah. Rav and Shmuel, two Babylonian Moraim of the second generation, held two different views, Rav taught that the halakha was according to Rabbi Yehuda's position, that tied-up udders are allowed in some cases but forbidden in others, and Shmuel taught that the halakha follows the view of Rabbi Yossi, who held that a goat going out on Shabbat with tied-up udders was never allowed. To help us understand and resolve the dispute, the Gemara, does, the Gemara cites another text that complements and helps us to understand the views in the Mishnah. Near the middle of page 54a we learn, Goats may go out with their udders tied up in order to dry them out, but not to save the milk. Well, so far this sounds exactly like the position of Rabbi Yehuda from the Mishnah. But then the source goes on to add an additional view, that of Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera, who says, yes, the halakha is that tying up goats' udders is okay if it was done for some purposes, but not for others. However, as a practical matter, it's impossible to tell which is for drying out and which is to save the milk. Since we can't know the true motives, all tying up is forbidden. Interestingly, Although he agrees that the law is in accordance with Rabbi Yehuda's view in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera ultimately rules that a goat may not go out on Shabbat with its udders tied up, regardless of why they were tied up, because who can really tell what a person's motive is? Maybe he really wants to save the milk, but he'll say it's for the sake of the goat. Now, if we stop there, the law would be, would be that no goat may go out on Shabbat with its udders tied up. But Rabbi Yehuda ben Betera does not have the last word in our sugya. That belongs to Rabin, a, a scholar born in Babylonia who traveled to study in Israel and then went back and forth between these two Torah centers, transmitting teaches, teachings from one place to another. Regarding our dispute, Rabin reports the name of, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that the halacha is like the Tanakama. And since that's the final line in our sugya, it seems to settle the issue. Except for one thing. It's not clear which Tanakama... Rabbi Yochanan means. Is it the Tanakhama of the Brita we just cited, who says that goats may go out on Shabbat with their udders tied up if it's for the sake of the goat but not for the sake of the owner? Or is it the Tanakhama of the Mishnah, 
who seems to allow goats to go out with udders tied up no matter what the reason. Most commentators agree that Rabbi Yochanan means the Tanakhama of the Breita, which means a few things. First, it means that the Halakha is like Rabbi Yehuda, who says that sometimes goats may go out with their udders tied up, and in sometimes they may not. Depends on why their udders were tied. Second, it means that, the, that in halakhic matters, intention counts, even though it may not always be possible to discern what a person intends. Finally, it means that if we can prevent a creature from suffering, we do that, even if it involves a risk that a person may violate Shabbat. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.